I'm Phil with Alpha Bow Hunting, and this is our new show, To The Point. So, yeah. All right, so welcome to uh, another To The Point show. Phil Mendoza here, Braden Forsyth. We've got special guest with with us today, Matthew Bernier. He's uh, his. Your company is the Muscle Project, yes. right? Yep, the Muscle Project. And I've I've been a a customer of Matthews here for the last month and a half or so. We've been working on a few things, right? Yeah. Month, month and a half. Probably four or five sessions. Yeah. Yep. And um, so there, there's a whole ton of things that 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 world opens up. But I, I we need the buzzer on this one because I could talk forever <laughs> on this one. So exercise and yeah, stuff like exercise that. Exercise oh, yeah. and everything and. and, and a lot it, of discussing. And Matthew, you're recently a, a guest. We can go on, down any road you want. <laughs> yeah, we were. You were recently a guest on Kafaru Cast with Aaron, and you got great into a podcast. few things. And yeah, I, I thought it was a great, great episode. But I wanted to actually talk to you. I mean, we talk all the time, obviously, right? I mean, it's yeah. we sit there for an hour as we're. I'm in a session. Well, I feel like I should pay you at the end of the session for uh, for tutoring, one on one tutoring. No, man, it's good because it, like Braden said, I mean, this it's that's our world, right? I mean, whether it's whatever elements are that morph off of one aspect or another it's just where we can all sit and have a great conversation learn you know feed get feedback on other things but the topic that i wanted to kind of talk about here today on on this show was you know you being a new bow hunter you know newer right i mean new hunter altogether yeah new hunter altogether um didn't grow up in this world but you your mindset in my opinion, just let me give you my perspective on what I what I've seen of you so far. Okay, yep. the people that are heavily involved in the self, the, the education, the the teaching, you go out and seek information as you need to, and you really try to make sure you're as educated on a topic as you can be. Yes, and I see that of you, and I see that you do that in your workplace as well. So it's something that um, I see that that type of person in you. Now you were you. You bought your first bow. You you were asking questions. You're learning. You came into one of our all-day workshops, and you actually, you've been out in the field, had some success this year. Which having success in your first year as a bow yeah, hunter, it's pretty impressive. It, I didn't have. I mean, right. I, I shot a, a, a couple hogs, but as far as deer and elk, I think it was my third year as a bow hunter before I finally shot an elk. Okay, so you I had, didn't get my elk this year. So. Well, that's okay. But you you <laughs> shot you shot a mule deer, really nice mule deer. You shot a bear. And you're, again, being a new hunter, I, I just got to give you kudos to that because, like I said, the amount of people that can be successful that quickly are few and far between. So you've managed to figure out a lot and figure out what's worked for you in the process. Tell me what, what you feel, if there's anything you feel that you wanted to do different, like go back to when you, before you bought your first bow to now. If you say, hey, there's one real big mistake that I've made along the way, I wish I would have done this different. Or maybe you don't have any of those yet. Maybe you, you, I don't know. I mean, is there anything that's I, come to mind? I wish I would have uh, done a little more educating of myself pre-buying a bunch of stuff. Got it. But the hard part is you got to jump in somehow. That's, that's so the hard part about that, archery. That yeah. I, that I have to explain to everybody. And, and it's, it's, you know, I'm fortunate enough that, that I don't have other mouths to feed. But, but going through this archery thing, I mean... In order to know if something works or doesn't work for you, you really have to. You got to kind of jump in. Yeah, sure. So, like, I wouldn't change anything because you can't change anything. And it's worked out pretty well so far. Sure. I did have a goal of filling my elk tag, my antelope tag, 
my bear tag and my mule deer tag, but I set lofty goals. Yeah, yeah. And I've been in the education world. Like I got my degree to teach health and phys ed. So the way I go about things is I search out experts. And that's how I found you guys was, uh, I just got turned on to the whole alpha bow hunting thing. And I like in person type things. Sure. So that was huge for me. And then I listened to Kavaru cast. Like I went back to episode one because I liked it. I liked the way he talks. I liked the way he talks about things. He doesn't seem like he's pushing you in a direction. Although he doesn't review everything. He reviews mm-hmm. what people give him. But uh, yeah, like I've learned a lot. It's, it's definitely your first season, a super expensive endeavor, cool. which uh, I didn't, get the nicest stuff but i didn't get the cheapest stuff some stuff i got the nicer things like a pack because i knew that would be super important yeah, uh last year. i went but nice not with the, another one of those this yeah year, right? i went yeah. with the nice accessories for the bow because yep, yep. i knew if i wanted to get another bow uh, i could always move those accessories sure. over um but yeah like it's been a super cool experience uh it's just you just got to put time into anything that you do. I've been in the fitness industry for 25 years, studying how the body works. And the hard part about that industry is a lot of people get into it because they're good at exercise. Sure. Which doesn't make you knowledgeable about how tissue changes length, the joints work, and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I found you guys. You guys seem like you've been into the education thing for a while. And, uh, it helped. And then again, I just listened to Kafaru cast and that's how I got on there is I, I messaged him right after I shot the bear and thanked him for all the information. I got hooked up through that podcast with Alex nest and I'd been talking to him and yeah. he took me out. Uh, my first experience hunting was antelope and I took some long shots, but you kind of got to take some shots. <laughs> I guess. Figuring it out as you go. So, Let's let's let me ask another question since you brought that up. I get a ton of emails and, and direct messages from people that are like, "Hey, I'm going to go out on my first hunt. I want to come out to Colorado. I'm not from Colorado. You, you being living here is, is different, but people are asking me, what should I do? I want to be as successful as I can for my first hunt. And I more times than not will tell people, if it's in your budget, hire somebody to go right. with. Oh yeah, because you, that's why I did a management hunt because it was thirty percent cheaper. But here's the deal. Even so, if you start to add up the gear that you buy for the app for that hunt, you, you the time away from yeah. home. You know, some people will plan two trips to come scout, and then they come out to hunt again. Yeah. How much time away from work and family have you just spent? If you have that in your budget and your lifestyle, great, right? That's perfect. But if you don't, if you hire an outfitter, and I'm not, I'm not getting anything from this, right? From any outfitter, right. I'm just saying they've probably, if they're good at their job, they have a good. They have a good familiarity with the terrain. They have a good familiarity with animal behavior, animal movement patterns. They have a good idea of where you should be to help make you successful. In the event you get something down, they're going to help you with right. the processing the animal at yeah. that point. That's a huge one. I don't know how many people have said, I finally shot my first animal. I didn't know what to do with the animal. I never gutted an animal before. I was so excited about that part because I know anatomy. Yeah. Like with the bear, I was like, wow, this I is awesome. Left, before you left, you were right? talking about that. I'm uh, feel the spinous processes, feel the hip. And the crazy thing is it looks just like a human underneath. Because yeah. I've done five people from skin down to bone, right, with, uh, with cadaver dissection. And uh, it looks different proportions and different things, but it looks Very similar. Pretty, sim- pretty similar. It was fun. Yeah. The... 
I think I underestimated my ability of how much weight I could carry. Because I'm like, yeah, 80, 100 pounds, it's not going to be that bad. That night after packing that bear uphill, four miles, uh, 80 pounds worth of meat, it, I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to need two knee replacements, I'm going to need two <laughs> hip replacements. Uh, but I said to myself, like, during the hike, I'm like, that's it, I'm done, I'm good. But he- By 4.30... The next evening, I'm like... You're ready to go. Recover. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you, you had told me beforehand, too, that you were prepping, you were hiking, you were getting yeah. ready. You're in shape. You do jujitsu. You do... You're a very active person, yeah. right? Yeah. That recovery, you like you said, was quicker. It, but the people that don't spend the time, they, they want to get I, ready for the season well, two weeks before the season. I like the suck, though. Well... Yeah. I yeah. like the suck. Like, I like when it hurts, and I like, I do jujitsu. Sure. Like, I got strangled, like, five times yesterday. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, I, it was fun. That's good. It was good. So, I've got a question on, on going back to your goals, and you're being a, a, a new hunter, a new yep. bow hunter. You say you set lofty goals, which is which is good. I, I, I totally, but I also notice, and again, my opinion, and just what I've observed out of you from being in here, is you're a very... I can tell you're a well, you're a very wise person as far as when it comes to education. You you were That's you had lofty yeah. goals, but you were very patient in the process. Yeah. You you, nine you, you worked. You, you came in and worked yeah. and, and shot and shot, yeah. and you had your first, some times of frustration, some times of, of successes, and, yeah. and and going through. What was kind of your um, your focal point for those nine months? Did did you have a general? overall goal besides just shoot just trying to fill those tags or was it did you set smaller goals well that was the long-term goal right the long-term i always like that's what i see people make a big mistake with in exercise is they set these short-term goals but for me the long-term goal is to be able to like you got to do the short-term stuff Mm -hmm. and it's got to line up with the long term my buddy used to teach this class and he had this thing called uh person his phd which was personal health directive and what's the long-term goal? And a lot of people set these short-term goals in fitness that are so insane and so intense, they're not sustainable long-term. Yeah. So I just said, like, with kids, with all that, I can get in here two days a week. I got to shoot two days a week. I can't go more than three or four days. Like, three or four days, I got my kids' bows. I take them to Bear Creek uh, State Park. And, is that what it's called? Yeah. Bear Creek? Down south, right? Yeah. Outdoor uh, range. Yeah, so I shoot there. If I can get three days a weekend, great. Like jujitsu. I got my black belt in December of last Congrats year. So about that, a year ago. Yeah. And uh, I just show up one to two days a week. And when you ask people, like, is 100 training sessions a lot? Sounds like a lot. Depends. That's two days a week over 50 weeks. That's my goal every year. Yeah. I try to get on, and I keep those in my calendar. If I'm not meeting those goals, I redirect, figure things out. Now, within out. those training sessions, did you have micro goals? And that's that's kind of the point I'm getting to. We, we did one here earlier about, you know, 
people shooting 3D leagues and, and spot leagues. And I, I, I try and get people, and I try and do this myself, to train every day with a purpose. So if you're going to go shoot your bow, don't just go shoot your bow. Yeah. Shoot it with a purpose. Shoot yeah. it with you know a goal in mind to execute so many good shots and yeah. not just shoot 100 arrows. I'll pick that. I pick that. I'll do that depending on the day. Right. And, and, I, and, I, feel. I, don't, and I don't ever schedule yeah. mine, but it's just that day so what like, I'm working on or what feels good. You know. Some days when I'm out at Bear Creek, I got two of those uh, foam targets, mm-hmm. and I'll just walk out set them down and set them down range range i get one shot at each i'm not really worried about hitting the exact x like that's one thing i learned about from the alpha bow hunting was you got to be in that six inch range right so as long as i'm inside the white circle on my thing i'm allowed to move it if i don't i don't move it until i hit inside the white circle if i miss that three times now i gotta get three in there yeah so uh I'll do that some days. Some days it's just get five or six in. Depends on how much time I have. Right. Depends right. on how the kids are. But that's that's great to talk about because I myself, uh, this year, I think I shot more leading up to the season than I have in the last three or four years. I shot every day, but sometimes it was 12 arrows, 15 arrows. Sometimes it was 30, 40 arrows, but it was what I had time for, right? Right. And I was really focusing on my two-thirds range, and I would go from my two-thirds out to my max distance. I was working my longer game, broadheads, just really dialing that in. But at the same token, I see a lot of guys that say, you know, I need to shoot 100 arrows a day, or I need to shoot. That's not practical in for most people. Well, and when you hunt, you, this is my thing too, is when you hunt, What's the most important you're not shooting 100 no. arrows. Well, so I really put a lot of pressure when I first show up, that very first arrow. Yeah, the emphasis yeah. on yeah. yeah. Emphasis on the first arrow. Most well, that's what arrow. I did right before I went and did the mule deer hunt. Is we went out to Bear Creek, I put it at twenty five and thirty eight. I shot those two, and I was doing the pin gapping thing. Because yeah. I got a twenty, thirty, forty. Yeah. Now I think I need a fifty and maybe a sixty in there, because your dial. Sixty's a little close to be messing with the like 50 to 60 yeah. i still have to get more accurate at those ranges mm-hmm. right and that's it but yeah. working on the pin gapping thing playing with that uh it just but but so here, here's an, here's a kind of a, a so we we had the topic here we talked with henry about telling somebody hey you got to pick what's right for you right now you've looked at your setup after almost a year right yeah. yep. and now you know directly there's one or two things that i want to tweak in this because i think it can make me better that's it's only because leverage... of the antelope hunting but see, but that's the thing. You wouldn't have known that if you went antelope and didn't go antelope hunting. Yeah, right? but those things, man, you can't get, like, you get within 60 they're, of them, they're like, they're it's right. like they're on crack. Right. <laughs> Holy mackerel. They have no, no souls. They have no souls. It's crazy. It's, and they're either standing or sprinting. Yeah. They don't do anything in between. Well, and that's, but, the, you know, you, you probably didn't do any ground blind hunting over water or anything like that, no. I'm guessing. Yeah. Nope. So there's. If I hired a guy to do that. And I wanted to learn how to stalk. Yeah. So even though I didn't kill anything, it was even the first three days with the guide on the mule deer hunt. Oh my God, man. The things I learned about yeah. like how important wind is. We'd go into a ditch. We'd be like, yep. Nope. Wind's off. We gotta go. We either gotta get to the other end or and I was like, okay, this is really important to him. So uh like that was that's always the goal when I go out. Whether I killed something or not, it's like that's 
yes, the ultimate goal. Right. But it's a learning experience. Well, Br- it's Braden all about I, experiences. Brady and I listened to a podcast on the way back from, from Kansas uh, in October, and it was talking about how strong a whitetail's nose is. It's stronger than a bloodhound's nose. By right. thousands of times. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's one of those things that, yes, the the playing the win thing is super critical. And and people, people ask it because – you know, as we've gotten more into whitetail hunting, I've got an Ozonics machine. I wash all my stuff. I spray down. You know, the yeah. I, I every precaution you can take, I, I'm trying to do my best at taking that precaution. And I'll have people say, But if the wind's wrong, it doesn't does matter, really does it? Well, and that's the thing. And then we're still trying to play the wind on top right. of that. Right. Because you just never know. Well, you don't want to go out there sticking like cigarettes. No, but here's the deal. Know. Rubber boots, sprint. I, I've walked into stand <laughs> before. I've walked into stand, crossed over the trail. The, a game trail got into my stand and i've had deer come down that trail and stop at the point where i cross the trail nose in the ground and then they you just see them get switched on yep right and i'm thinking i did everything i could how do they smell you right. so yeah it's it's crazy so yeah the wind thing is, is super critical but so going back to just you know learning and, and giving people advice giving people tips because to get your perspective on you know the approach and and the the setting goals and the outlook and the experience the overall experience right it's it's important for us to know it's important for people to, to hear this because to think that this is so intimidating that you can't do it it's not right it can be at, at times right. but you just need to understand be patient with it seek information there's a ton of information out there there's a ton of information but you you had the benefit of you were able to come in here and we were able to, to do things hands-on. Like you said, you're a hands-on person. Yeah. Um, but you're able to find information, break it down, apply it, and then see how it, how it you know, yeah. helps. And the things individual. that make you confident, too. Like, that's a huge piece. The confidence piece Absolutely. I think that's is, the a, most, is a really most big piece. Critical thing. And even in just the last year, figuring out there's things I wasn't even aware of. Like the unknown unknowns. Yeah. Those are the hardest. Like, you just keep, like, oh, arrow weight's important, and I had no idea about that. And this is, yeah, there's a million things right. that I'm like, do I need to chase that? Do I need to chase this? Well, and I, I come in, I talk to Bo. Bo's, like, heard me, like, I come in and ask, start asking 5,000 questions because of a podcast you listen to. He's like, no, man, it's like, you're fine. You're in that That'll range. be fine. Yep. yep. Yeah. Or, or a guy will listen to this and be like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm going to be antelope hunting. I need, I, need right. to, I need to get more pins in my right. side. And then you ask, he comes in and we say, well, what kind of antelope hunting are you doing? And he says, well, from a blind. Well, you don't need to add all that. He exactly. doesn't need to. But yeah. if you're going to plan on being yeah. out crawling around in the, with the rattlesnakes with him, <laughs> you, you, you might need another uh, pin, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I did a 500-yard belly crawl over two hours to get in on the uh, – on that deer and it was a very it was yeah it's brutal isn't it well you got thorns in your hands <laughs> well the first deer that we came up out of this ditch it was that day that it was uh ice like icing and uh holy mackerel we get up on this deer and he goes 38 and i'm like my finger wouldn't bend it was frozen so the rest of the day hand was in the pocket with the release on yeah. and i'm just walking around with a glove on like this i couldn't i'm like he looks back. He's like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "I can't get my it's trigger." Not working. The right <laughs> this isn't working. So it was, it was uh, yeah, things that you just don't know that are going to come up. Yeah. So, so then, what are some things that you've already just getting kind of, and you still may actually head out to Nebraska. I'm not sure if you're going to. Yeah, I'll probably do some it, more hunting. But already kind of projecting in the next year, 
what are some some of your you know are you, is it going to be status quo which you had kind of goals out from this year to next year but maybe trying to to do a little bit better or is there something that you like I want to spend more time doing this type of hunt or that type of hunt. I'm going to do more reconnaissances in the, in the summertime. So I'll do more like checking out the area yeah. I want to be, uh, more hiking in the areas that I want to be. Um, <sighs> Think you'll go back to the same areas, new areas, look maybe, at different maybe. areas? Depends on how I'll I... just go, like we do a lot of camping anyways. We got our RV, we go out camping. And I'll spend more time hiking, checking out the areas, figuring out where I'm at. It was kind of just blind with a guy that uh, had hunted this area 15 years prior. Oh, and wow. it was actually pretty good. It was pretty good. It was a good experience. Uh, I got learned patience. I'm not a super patient, sit still type person. I'm more of like a hike and move around and all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, I'll definitely do more recon and then just keep getting better. Keep trying to, like, I think I want to sit through the alpha bow hunting class again, just because you can't take everything in the first sure. time you hear specific things. And I was so freaked out. I'm like, I saw these like super experienced hunters in there. I'm like, wow, I have, I don't even know. Like people ask me what the score is on stuff. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I have no clue what you're talking about. Cause for me, the goal is the meat. Sure. Right. So, uh, just continue and hopefully in 10 years, I'll, uh, have less frustrations and, I'll have probably a, have more frustration because I'll know what what could have should yeah. have right right yeah I'll know what my mistakes were mm-hmm. yeah. right so it's just a process of sticking with it changing the goals up a little bit yeah. for some weird reason I think I want to shoot a recurve which sounds like it makes it harder after one after one but I don't know if I want to hunt with a one well and I, I I have a recurve it's it's great to play with I'll shoot it once or twice a year right and then I go back to liking be on the hit what i'm aiming at <laughs> right. so right it's it's all perspective for me but but i want uh, that challenge of being like i think if i could hit everything with that target wise do you think that would help so here's, compound here's where it, no. it difference it, the difference is executing a shot with a recurve is different than executing a shot with a compound right very similar to some respects but when you look at the complications of just the actual release you're using and the proper execution within that release and the sight aspect of it, it, it complicates things. It simplifies and complicates things at the sure. same time. So in my opinion, I want to be as versed as I can be in a high-pressure situation with the tools that I'm going right. to be you know, yeah. going to battle with, if you will. Well, that's the challenge of wanting to do that. It's just going to double the amount of time I have to put in because well, I still got to shoot it. That's yeah. it. So if you, right. if you tell yourself, I'm going to shoot my recurve once a week and I'm going to shoot my compound twice a week, yeah. and that's your goal and you move forward with it, yeah. I bet you get pretty damn good with both. Yeah. You right. know, So... And yes, will it help you? It will not hurt you. I just think that, like I said, my my perspective is, I just I want to be as good with the tools that I'm going to go out. Right. Yeah. To play it's kind of like one one's like throwing a baseball, one's like shooting a sniper rifle. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, when you're throwing a baseball, you're naturally looking at your target and just throwing the baseball to right. that target, right? Whereas sniper rifle, you're actually yes. aiming. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. In a general sense, but. We have to close the shop if they put a recurve in my hand because we don't know where the arrow's going. So we have to get everybody out and, and that kind of thing. We don't have enough plywood up on the walls. <laughs> we don't have enough plywood on the walls. Well, I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us today, man. I snagged you off the range. I seen That's you practicing. Cool. It's perfect. And Braden and I were here doing some some other stuff. So um, congratulations on your season yeah, so absolutely. far. Right? Appreciate absolutely, man. And um, thank thanks you. for thanks stopping for by, help. man. Thanks it's for your help. No problem. So thanks for checking out another show. We're, we're going to 
Bray and I may still hit another one today with our same clothes on because that's how we roll. I did bring a change today you just in case, but we're going to go. <laughs> Glad I wore black. There yeah, you go, right? No, so I will appreciate Don't forget, bow giveaway on the you comment on the YouTube channel. Um, Thanks for saying that. I've been commenting on the YouTube hey, channel. Man, it's, I've, we've had a bunch of comments, and actually this what Braden and I are going to do is probably do a recap show on a lot of the comments that we've received from that. Um, and then also submit your questions to me via email, phil at nolimitsarchery.com subject line to the point questions and if we select your question we're going to send you some swag so um alpha bow hunting is going to the uh, first event's going to start january at denver isc show yep, denver isc so we've got a bunch of stuff got coming a practice up. one coming up practice around december 15th at 5 p.m and we've got some we've got some new things that we're going to be leading into here soon i i just starting to get some some feedback back and uh, excited more stuff in the works right but you can't ever have too many irons in the fire the way I look at it. Oh, so keep the irons in the fire. Thanks for checking us out. We'll see you guys on another show.